greater than the advantage of the ball in the upper classes is, that it brings young people together for a sensible and innocent recreation, and takes them away from the silly, if not bad ones, that it gives them exercise, and that the general effect of the beauty, elegance, and brilliance of a ball is to elevate rather than deprave the mind. The quote above comes from my favorite discovery, which is a book entitled, The Habits of Good Society, a handbook for ladies and gentlemen by an unknown author, originally published in 1872. Frankly, it's a hoot to read, filled with thoughts, hints, and anecdotes concerning social observances, nice points of taste and good manners, and the art of making oneself agreeable. Because of the information about life in Victorian times, I thought that I would occasionally write a post about the tidbits found between its pages. It's a tedious read of over 319 pages in print. Subjects covered are good breeding, education, cultivation of taste, reason, the art of speech, knowledge of English literature, moral character, temper, hospitality, good manners, birth, wealth, rank, and distinction. If you're interested in purchasing the book, it is available on Amazon, but I'll warn you that it's a bit of a task to read. For authors, it's a wealth of information. The chapter on balls humorously begins with the following quote. Balls are the paradise of daughters, the purgatory of chaperones, and the pandemonium of paterfamilias. It goes on to say it's a father's nightmare because daughters need new dresses and the brougham won't be available the night of the affair. Of course, there is always the hope one's daughter might return engaged. Balls are apparently better entertainment for young men rather than drinking and gambling in a form of good exercise. There are differences between attending a ball and giving a ball. In order to give a ball during the season, one must be sure to have a big enough room. Overcrowding is not good for comfortable dancing. 100 or more attendees constitute a large ball, and below that number, it is simply a ball. Under 50, and you're only attending a dance. Numbers must be proportionate to the size of the rooms, as one must be able to move around in order to meet new acquaintances. The standards for an agreeable ball are good ventilation, good arrangement, a good floor to dance upon, good music, a good supper, and good company. Remember that the beauty of the dresses worn by the young ladies is only enhanced with good lighting. As far as music, here are the recommendations. Four musicians are enough for a private ball. A piano and violin are the mainstays. Dances should be arranged beforehand, as well as pre-printed dance cards for the ladies. A small pencil should be attached to the end of each card. Out of 21 dances, seven should be quadrilles, three of which may be lancers, along with seven waltzes, four gallops, a polka, and some sort of other dance. Of course, every ball has its wallflower. A young lady, even a plain one, may be a good dancer and should always have some partners. The right of introduction rests on the lady and gentleman of the house, but a chaperone may introduce a gentleman to her charge. How a lady refuses a dance must be done carefully. One should not lie that she has a headache to get out of dancing with a partner. A man should never press her to dance after one refusal. A man should ask by saying, May I have the pleasure of dancing this waltz with you? Just because she dances with you at a ball, it does not mean that she cares to have a relationship. On the continent, a man should never dance twice with the same lady if she is unmarried. In England, men may choose one or two partners and dance with them through the evening without expecting to commit to marriage. And this part, I really love, and I quote, The well-bred and amiable man will sacrifice himself to those plain, ill-dressed, dull-looking beings who cling to the wall, unsought and despairing. After all, he will not regret his good nature. Wallflowers receiving an invitation to dance usually give the best conversation, 
dance the best, and show great gratitude for the attention. At the end of every dance, a man offers his right arm to his partner, walks the room with her, and asks if she will take refreshment. There is quite a bit more about holding a ball, attending a ball, eating at a ball, and the proper manners desired. I hope you enjoyed this peek into 1872. Now close your eyes and imagine that handsome man in the cravat coming your way. Will you accept his invitation to dance or politely turn him down? Since I'm the wallflower type, no doubt I'll do my best to make an impression. However, I don't know how to do the quadrille or gallop. Do you have any idea?